You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino here with you once again. Happy to be talking everything Buffalo Bills and checking in with you. Day two of padded practice for the Buffalo Bills is in the books. And, you know, the Bills have been at training camp for a couple of weeks now, but you've got these padded practices in place. You've got the media on site, although you've got some restrictions on what they can report on. So that's a little bit sketchier than I guess I would like things to be, but seems to be this new policy at least going on this this season. But with all of that being said, um, and listen, I'm just jumping right into it, right? I, I think as we go through here, you get through all the pleasantries and, and let's just jump into the topic for the week. And for me, it really ties into the running back position for the Buffalo Bills and a little bit of a two-part story which ties into this. Now, first, yesterday it was a former Buffalo Bill making a little bit of news. Um, that former Buffalo Bill, Frank Gore, as reported by Andy Vasquez, and I'll just read right from the tweet here. Frank Gore, 37, still believes he can rush for 1,000 yards and says it would have happened in Buffalo last year, but workload was cut for Devin Singletary. Gore said he had no problem with Bills giving reps to the rookie and understands he's in a similar spot with the Jets behind Le'Veon Bell. Now, I will say this wholeheartedly. Um, I'm a fan of Frank Gore. I'm a fan of what he did for the Bills last season, um, really in so many ways, right, of just being that steady back in the first half of the season, um, showing the way for Devin Singletary as almost that mentor, um, right, being that leader in the room and everything that he has done in his career. But as I look back to last season and the 3.6 yards per carry that Gore had and the way that his lack of flexibility, I guess you could say, in the passing game, and how opponents would stack the box against him and uh, just not that effective down the stretch, to be quite honest. Um, I don't know if a 1,000 yards rushing was really in reach for Gore, right? The guy that we saw early in the season, there were certainly some pieces that I saw that I liked. Don't get me wrong. Um, as the season wore on, I don't know if just maybe he couldn't get in the groove as he was splitting carries or if it was just time was catching up with him, you know, understandably at age 37. Uh, he certainly defies logic of uh, running backs being in decline after the age of 30. And with that, it, it just got me thinking, right, okay, you know, here's a guy, like he wants to say the right things with his new club, but I really didn't see that being the fit. Fast forward to today, and you see the training camp recap. Now, this one came from Matt Perino at NewYorkUpstate.com, friend of the podcast, just does a fantastic job, and and obviously, as you follow his work, I think you take a look at it. And he is just so engaging with fans and social media and the new podcast that they have. So I encourage you to check out the work that he and Ryan Talbot do at NewYorkUpstate.com. As he was talking about his recap from day two, um, I'm just going to read it out to you right here because I think it truly stands out 
and it's listed, Zach Moss may be ready for a significant role. And here it is word for word. Every time Zach Moss touched the ball on Tuesday, it seemed to bring with it a positive play. He made an outstanding catch on an over-the-shoulder ball nicely placed by Allen early in practice and then helped drive the Bills down for a touchdown and an 11-on-11 drill later on. Moss had a nice play on a short screen pass where he looked to gain yards after the catch. He has a way of seeking out contact and bouncing off hits. And that way, he's very similar to Devin Singletary, who's made his name on his ability to break tackles. On the touchdown drive, Moss broke a few tackles on a nice eight-yard run to set the Bills up inside the five-yard line. The next play, Moss got it again and dragged two would-be tacklers with him into the end zone. It's important to note that today was still a thud-up practice, but Moss's quickness and power are impressive. Now, you talk about all of these things, right? You talk about Moss being that type of a runner. Now I'm going off the article, right? And you just think to yourself, like, man, how can you not get excited about what Zach Moss can be for the Buffalo Bills this season? Um, I realize it's day two of padded practices and all that. So don't get me wrong. I realize sometimes putting the cart before the horse. But you look at who Moss was, right, as a college prospect. I mean, you look at his 2019 season with over 1,400 yards rushing, 15 rushing touchdowns, 28 receptions, 1,804 yards from scrimmage. I mean, here's a guy that certainly delivered at the college level in the Pac-12. The Buffalo Bills using a third-round pick on Moss. And where I'm going with this is, right, as encouraged as I am by Devin Singletary and the player that he is, the Buffalo Bills did not spend a third-round draft pick on Zach Moss to have him be a backup in this type of a situation. Now, I'm not saying that he's the starter. I'm talking more of that 1A, 1B type of scenario that we've talked about before, right? You look at so many of these situations and you look at teams across the NFL. You know, if you just have that bell cow back, well, what happens? That bell cow back goes down and all of a sudden your team is screwed. From this standpoint, what Brandon Bean has put together, what Sean McDermott is looking to do, you need that pair of backs. Plain and simple, you need a pair of backs in place. And I think that part is so interesting that you kind of look at things and you think to yourself, okay, Zach Moss comes in, is he that 1B to Devin Singletary's 1A? We've talked about it in the past, right? You've looked at some things. You know, Is Moss going to be that back that's primarily used inside the red zone. I could certainly see it, right? I mean, here's a guy, he is a physical punishing runner. You talk about that recap taking place and you just look at so many of the things. You talk about him dragging two defenders into the end zone from the five-yard line. You love to see it. I look back at his draft comparables, right, coming into the 2019, 2020, geez, 2020 NFL draft. And this is from Joe Marino at the Draft Network. He compares him to Kareem Hunt, logging three consecutive seasons of over 1,000 rushing yards, at least 5.5 yards per carry and double-digit touchdowns. Moss has been a consistently productive college runner. While his near 800 career touches at Utah are something to be mindful of, the skill set he showcased along the way is an exciting one. In terms of vision, contact balance, power, competitive toughness, and footwork, Moss checks the box. Moss has immediate starter upside in any scheme, but he projects most favorably to his own scheme. 
Now, I look at this guy right again, taken in the third round, and you think of the backs that were taken ahead of him in a relatively deep class. Cam Akers, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, you look at these pieces, J.K. Dobbins actually you know, being taken in the second round. All of these things that come together, and you just think to yourself, man, in a, in a, a regular year, how early would Moss have gone? right, with all the different pieces in place and all the different talent that was out there in the 2020 NFL draft. So as I go through it, I realize it's early reports from training camp. I don't want to get too excited too early when it comes to these different pieces. But when you see a report like that from Perino, you see it from others, right, reporting from training camp as much as they possibly can. You just look at someone like Moss. You look at someone like Singletary, right? Singletary is not built to be a bell cow back. You know, is this a type of scenario where Zach Moss is going to get 10 touches a game? I mean, 10 touches a game, that puts him at 160 touches on the season. If you were with us last week, you you talked about Stefan Diggs, right, and trying to, to get him in the neighborhood of 125 to 130 targets on the season. That's just targets, right, in hopes of getting him somewhere in the neighborhood of 85 to 90 receptions. If we're talking about 160 touches for Zach Moss, as a playmaker, you talk, and again, you talk about the vision. You talk about what he can do, the balance that he has. You know, here's a guy that can come in and can continue to make the Bills that much more potent on offense. I think so much as we talk about this team, and we did talk about it last week, right? Not enough being made of the addition of Stefan Diggs. Now that you're starting to see the padded practices, you get some of those pieces and you understand what is out there. I'm going to take it one step further. I don't know if enough is being said about Zach Moss and the impact that he can have in Buffalo. You know, plain and simple, you look at the touches, again, taking over for someone like Frank Gore. I mean, last year he had Gore with 13 receptions, TJ Yeldon with 13 receptions. Certainly Moss can be a, can be an asset in the passing game. And then you think to yourself, okay, on top of that, if he can get eight or nine rushes per game, serving as that complimentary back, to Devin Singletary, uh, for me, that's something I'm here for, right? It's something that I hope to see this season. And, uh, you know, God forbid something happens to either one of them. They go down with an injury. They miss a week or two. Uh, you certainly have guys that can carry the load for a certain period of time. From my standpoint, right, you talk about some comparisons. We did it during the draft. You think to yourself, you add someone like Zach Moss, you pair him with Devin Singletary. It, it constantly has me thinking back to Alvin Kamara and the time – uh, obviously, he's still in New Orleans, but when Mark Ingram was there and they were such a potent duo in the backfield, and really you think about just what that offense was and those two guys being such an integral piece of it. So, you know, I, I try not to get too hyped up early on. I try to be mindful um, not to buy in after just one good report from a padded practice and what it can look like. But from the first time that you really started looking at Zach Moss, watching some of the film, it was our Bruce Nolan really that got me hooked on him in the pre-draft process as someone to take a look at. Um, I just can't help but be excited that this is someone that can have a great impact on the Buffalo Bills and on their offense for the 2020 season. Um, you know, early on from training camp, again, other things you just you look at, I mean, I mentioned it before, so much of a buzz around Stefan Diggs and just him coming in as wide receiver one, um, just the level of intensity that he brings to things and just the, the talent that he truly is. Um, 
so much of the discussion with it, right? You can, you know, people are still going to want to talk about Josh Allen and there haven't been too many reports yet um, out of training camp based on some of the limitations on what the media can report. But um, from all accounts, it seems like Allen looks comfortable from day one, him hitting a bomb to end practice to John Brown um, while Tredavious White was in was in coverage. And it sounds like the, his teammates on the offensive side of the ball um, absolutely went nuts in that situation. So, you know, you go with so much of this, you think of what these last five months have been um, just for everybody, right? It's just crazy to think of what's taking place. And Talking about football, talking about training camp, getting excited about the Buffalo Bills in the 2020 season uh, certainly continues to be a nice diversion for myself. And honestly, I hope it is for you as well. But I'd love to get your thoughts on Zach Moss, kind of when you take a look at the workload, what he can really be. We've talked about this earlier in the offseason, but now it's becoming a reality. And as Perino really highlighted him and his camp notes from today, um, I've got to admit, just I couldn't help but be excited about what this can be and and really having him be that 1B to Devin Singletary's 1A and just the Bills being able to give teams different looks. And as I said before, no disrespect to Frank Gore, but he wasn't really that option in the passing game. Now you've got someone like Moss, uh, a physical young young runner, and what he can do that can be an option in the pass game, pairing him up with Devin Singletary. That's what I'm here for this 2020 season. So always appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get all the great podcasts we have here at buffalorumblings.com. If you haven't done so yet, make sure you're hitting up the site. Um, All kinds of great coverage as it ties into the practices and training camps. So we've got everything there for you as well. Like I said, I appreciate you tuning in. And as always, go Bills.